All right, everybody, welcome back to another awesome edition of Stick a Fork in It. We have a fantastic guest with us today. This is Rob Rosmeski, the president of the Zachary Group. Welcome, Rob. Thanks for having me. Hey, friend. How are you? Good. How are you, Shannon? I'm good. I'm so, good. Shannon, how do we know Rob? Well, I do. You, you do? Don't, you <laughs> don't, you, well, you kind of do. I know him a little bit, but you yeah. know him a little better. I do. I've known, how long have I known you? 15, 16 years. Yeah, about 16. So... 2005 yeah maybe a little further back our kids actually brought our family to get families together um i'll let rob tell his story about why his company is named what it is but my little boy had a passy and a blankie and his son is just a little bit older and we were at an event a fundraiser for the children's cancer center and it was a football game right who was it against the police and the firemen yeah, it was a, a flag football game. Badge get, Bowl. Badge something. Bowl. I forgot what it was called. There it yeah. is. It was Badge Bowl. There you go. And uh, his son just, they were in the fire truck, and Chase, where we call him Cheeks, was just <laughs> hanging out, and then Zach just, like, loved him. And he wasn't even three years old at the time. Zach was five. Yep. So they became buddies then. And, um, gosh, we've had vacations together lots of disney trips lots of disney trips and uh my son most recently was in a really bad car accident thank god he's he's okay um but zach was the first one there that was like buddy let me take care of you and find you a new car because now he's very (laughs) successful in car sales and somehow I got stuck with a Land Rover Discovery in the deal as well. <laughs> he sold, he he sold, sold everybody. <laughs> yeah. Any, That's if impressive you, right there. So, yeah. yeah, now that I have that. But, um, yeah, so that's how we started knowing each other. So tell us a little bit about Zach. So uh, Zach's my son. He's 19. Um, and we met Shannon, unfortunately, well, because he had cancer at five. So at that time, Shannon was working at the uh, Children's Cancer Center. And... Um, we met there, and then our sons became friends, and then it was we were either at one one of the other houses, you know, every yeah. day. So, yeah. You know, so we couldn't be around a lot of people at that time, and they understood what we were going through. So, you know, it was a safe, you know, safe place for us. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It was. So fast forward 15 years, and you're working with Shannon again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. tell yeah. us why you went back to that well. Um, well, Shannon called me and said that you guys were having a problem finding a contractor and uh, asked me if I would help out. And, you know, going through what I went through, you know, obviously I, I feel like I need to give back because, you know, the Children's Cancer Center and lots of charities gave so much to my son. You know, I felt like it was a good chance to, you know, give back. Yeah. yeah. And so we're sitting underneath the roof and inside the walls of some of that give back. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about how you uh, how you and your team have worked here at Feeding Pinellas? Yeah, well, luckily, you know, we were asked to be part of this and uh, basically building a kitchen to help homeless people and, uh, you know, give them a place to take a shower, have a little dignity, you know, and wash their clothes. And, and they also come in and eat. So it was just, it was a feel-good job for us. Awesome. We're glad to hear that. We're really excited about this facility. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, this is an 
audio medium, so we can't give you yeah. a, a visual tour of the place and see this great work. But um, feeding Pinellas over here uh, will be our first community empowerment center yeah. as a part of our, our strategy at Feeding Tampa Bay to extend our work out all the way across the 10 counties that we serve in a more tangible way. You know, we've always served all of our 10 counties very, very carefully and thoughtfully and um, gotten food to every corner of our region. Um, but now we have the opportunity to be physically present on a regular basis, not just with food, but also with fantastic options for support um, and other wraparound services. And so this community empowerment center is going to do far more than just provide a meal or provide groceries. But at the heart of it is providing a meal. So this mm -hmm. will be our third Trinity Cafe location. Yes. And we, it's beautiful. Yeah. And this yeah. isn't just a kitchen. I mm -hmm. mean, it's it's a beautiful professional kitchen. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited about it. So Chef Daniel, who runs the show over at Trinity Cafe, um, you know, has been along on the whole process. And Jim Carpenter, who you'll hear from on the, the second part of this podcast, yeah. has uh, helped guide things from feeding Tampa Bay's side. But none of this happens without fantastic community partners. And so yeah. we really appreciate the amazing work that your team has put in here and uh you know i cannot wait to open this facility yeah. to the community and to share it with with the greater Loman and, and pinellas county community yeah it's going to be a great great thing for the people over here i mean to see how happy they were before you know getting a donut and uh you know a drink or a bottle of water and you know getting to take a shower in a broken down shower you know yeah. that now you know, and they're they're going to just lose it when they come and see, you know, where they're where they're being served now. This podcast was made possible by the innovative thinking and the funding of Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters and other community based agencies. Yeah, and I think that's a really important part of this story. You know, uh, Feeding Tampa Bay has had this vision for several years now of building out community empowerment centers, but we wanted to make sure that we did it in the right way. And so we had a really extensive checklist of what we were looking for in a new location to add on to our, our work. And it had to check all sorts of different boxes. And when we found this partnership with Northwest Church here in, you know, Kenneth City, Lelman, South mm -hmm. Pinellas Park, Northwest mm -hmm. St. Pete, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> you know, right in the middle of Pinellas County. Um, we knew the spot, the location was perfect, right? The community surrounding us is a, is a really wonderful group of hardworking folks. And it's an area that really struggles to kind of move up the, the economic ladder. And so we knew our work here would be valued and needed. Um, the other beautiful thing about this is that as you mentioned, there was already some really impressive ministry going on here. You know, this church made a very conscious decision probably a decade ago that they were going to go headlong, full speed, all the way in, total buy-in into serving people who needed them most. And so twice a week they were feeding out of what can barely be termed a kitchen, right? Yeah. Right. Um, they, they provide cold night shelter when, when the temperatures get really low and people need a roof over their head who don't normally have a roof over their head. Mm -hmm. um, they provide, they had a small pantry here to provide groceries to the neighbors. And we knew that in partnership, we could elevate all of that work. 
And beyond that, we could bring in Trinity Cafe. We could provide a hot meal every single day to anybody who walked through the door. And not just any hot meal, an executive chef prepared, three-course, high-quality, nutritious, filling, sustaining meal that we do at two other Trinity Cafes over in Mm -hmm. Tampa every single day. We're really excited to bring that to the people of Pinellas County. But that can't happen without the right equipment, the right facilities. Mm -hmm. And, and we knew that was the missing piece, right? That was the one box that we couldn't check about this facility. And so as we moved forward and began to um, negotiate with the church and build relationships around the community for other services, the piece that was always in the back of our heads was it's not where we need it to be, right? We want to make sure that we're serving folks with dignity, that we're offering the highest quality to anyone who walks through our door, that we have everything available to those who need it, that we have a really high quality pantry that feels more like a little bodega than a pantry, you know, right. with it, that we have a great restaurant that feels like as a resident of this community, I can take my family out to eat. Right. And so as we open this, all of those things are going to be built off of the literal foundational <laughs> work that your team did. So tell us a little bit about the Zachary Group. So uh, Zachary Group, obviously, it was named after my son. Um, We're a small business um, here in Tampa. We're a certified small business minority contractor. Um, We do restaurants, uh, senior living facilities, you know, mostly commercial stuff, a lot of stuff at the airport, um, stuff like that. we're a family, you know, I have workers that have been with me for 17 years. Um, you know, it's just, it's, we're a small, we're a small company that does big, big jobs. Small and mighty. Yeah. Right? yeah. So. I remember calling you and you were, I'm like, are you busy? And you go a little, you, like if you went by and saw the yeah. airport and all the construction, yeah, I'm just building the airport oh. out and I'm like, well, but can you take a minute? Because we got this project at work. Yeah, no. The, in this space. He's like, yeah, the, yes. the airport was a was definitely a different animal, you know. But uh, you know, it made it made our company, and you know, we always try to do the best that we can. And uh, you know, we make mistakes. We try to fix you know any mistake we have, and you know, try to do the right thing. Yeah. So, tell me how you got into the business. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Fell backwards into it. I was, uh, I actually, um, I had just left a job in staffing and um, I was just looking for part time because my son had just been born. And um, I started doing uh, inspections on new homes um, for a contractor for Westfield Homes. And um, it was just something that came naturally to me. I never walked around with hammers or tools or anything like that. It's just something that came natural to me. And, you know, it feels good to give somebody what they're, you know, what they're looking for. Yeah. So That's awesome. So, um, you know, we, we have seen over the last several months, your team completely transform the space yeah. that we're in. You want to tell us a little bit about the process and the project and how it went? Yeah. So uh, we started out in a, like Shannon was saying, a, a so-called kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a, a kitchen slash bathroom laundry. Um, so uh, we basically, I mean, this is a brand new kitchen. Everything's been, yeah. 
been redone in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely a full it's a full kitchen. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's nothing that they could want to do here that they you couldn't do. I mean, other than a pizza oven. I mean, that place <laughs> that's has next everything. though, right? Yeah. We, okay. We talked <laughs> about that a lot. Of if any sponsor wants to step up with that that's pizza right. oven, we'll you find see a spot. That? Here. There you go. Always be closing, Shane. Yeah. Always be closing. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my nature, friend. But like I said, it was you know it's a full uh, commercial kitchen. Um, we redid we built two you know the showers out for them so they have a real shower now in a mm-hmm. different part of the facility yes. not, <laughs> not in the kitchen why would you do that <laughs> yeah. yards and yards away from the kitchen right? it's yeah. not just pull the piece out from the sink and <laughs> yeah I can't it was it was, it was interesting <laughs> yes. yeah. it was definitely interesting you know a lot of a lot of things that shouldn't be there you know and you know yeah. we got everything fixed and you no know, corners were cut in there I mean this is a first class Last kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we, we cannot wait to start serving in it. And, you know, as you know, uh, Shannon and I love to talk about food. <laughs> it's what we so, all have in common, no yeah, matter what. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. You That's, can meet anyone anywhere and you can talk about food. So, Shannon was telling us before we started recording a little bit about your skills in the kitchen. What it, what do we not know yet? <laughs> what, what do we need to I'm sample big, here? I'm a big green egg guy. Okay. So, yeah, I like cooking out on the on the grill. You know, my favorite thing to cook is probably a brisket, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that on the grill. That's full circle. That was yeah, our, yeah. our first episode revolved heavily around brisket. Yeah, we spent a lot. Of we had time Ian Beckles in. It was oh, our okay. first, guest, so you know. Yeah. He knows Ian. Yeah. So, but what's my favorite dish that you make? Vaca frita. Oh my gosh! So tell what that is. It's a skirt steak, and you uh, just season it, and you you uh, first you put it in a pressure cooker for like two hours, it makes it all nice and soft, and then you fry it real quick, you know, flash fry it so the outside's hard and the inside is yeah. soft. And oh man, friends! <laughs> gonna take a quick break and make some vodka frita. We'll be right back. Yes. <laughs> It's like crispy on the outside, yummy on the inside. He's the best. And I've gone to restaurants and tried, my whole family, my boys, we try to order that. If it's on the menu, no. Always a disappointment. Big Roz. Big Roz is the one who makes it. I had to add the fat guy uh, (laughs) flair to it a little bit. (laughs) I love that. The fat guy flair. That's that's label for... (laughs) Market ready, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> so, so another thing about that is we have, you know, we're all about meals around the table, honest, obviously with Trinity Cafe here. So share a memory around a table for you that yep. speaks to your heart. The biggest, the biggest meals that I remember would be with my father, you know, on, yeah. on Sundays. So unfortunately he passed away. Um, so that's, that's one of my fondest memories and one that I miss as well. Mm. Oh, was yeah. he uh, meal. Is he a grilling guy like you, or did he have? Oh, he was other a cooker. Sp- yeah. yeah, he was a big cooker. Okay, yeah. so what was his spaghetti, go-to? lasagna, empanadas? Okay. He made it all. Yeah, all, right. yeah. <laughs> all the mix cars. it up, right? Yes, yeah. you can't get like this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just regular flair. Otherwise, yeah. it just I'm the, the baby. <laughs> I'm the baby of the house. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh so, you know. I would love to hear hear more about kind of your family and, and how you connect around the table because obviously you've got this deep connection with 
Shannon through what's happened with your son and how you mm-hmm. get to know her. Do you, are you guys a Sunday dinner kind of family or are you uh, every day? Do you? Well, my son has hit that, you know, 19 years old. So mm-hmm. dad's not too cool right now. <laughs> my son but, hit that at 14. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, we ate, you know, always yes. we ate every meal together. We did everything you know together so he's grown up now and got his own job and girlfriend and all that (laughs) stuff so you know we don't we don't have dinner as much as we used to but um dinner was used to be a big big part of our our days Mm -hmm. so i have to break in and compliment tina is rob's wife um, and they have the most unique and fun relationship. They're like besties. Mm-hmm. They're like the BFFs. You know, if he's working, you see him alone. But other than that, you don't. Mm-hmm. And they that th- those three have such a bond. I know he's talking about Zach doing his thing. But every time you, I reach out to Zach, I talk to him. He's got to update me on mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and um, I'm going to tell you they're his heroes yeah. um, and always will be from their journey together and the that family bond that they have. Um, they're aces, that whole family. There's something else. Thank so. you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah they have a, a wonderful, wonderful dynamic, that family. I, I love that because, you know, obviously food is, is so important to us and to you and your family. And, and that's exactly what this space will be Yeah. for this community. Absolutely. You know, the opportunity, it's, it's, we've talked about this before, but it's the reason all our tables are round tables. Mm-hmm. You can see everybody, yeah. right? It's the reason that we have a volunteer sit down with the people, the guests who come in because we want them to feel a family atmosphere. We want them to feel part of our family. It's so social here. Yeah. Like, you know, when we were building, they come, you know, in the mornings at twice a week. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's not like, you know, Hey, let me get in there and take a shower and wash my clothes and get out. You know, everybody watches out. If there's a lady in the shower, one of the guys stands outside of the shower and makes, you know what I mean? It's, it's, they are definitely, you know, definitely the people that I saw here are definitely a family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and and we're really excited, you know, because as you said, you know, people will come and stay for hours just for a donut. So, we yeah. cannot stop imagining all of the things that we can yeah. accomplish here with this great meal where, you know, we're going to have Pinellas County schools in this facility doing adult education. We're going to have partnerships with healthcare coming in and, and providing screenings and tests and shots and flu shots and all of that kind of stuff. We will have uh, all sorts of other nonprofits coming through here. And, you know, the idea of a community empowerment center is so powerful because the first word is community. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's why as we were exploring where we would go, this community always came back as this is a place where we can have a deep impact, but we know we can do that because there is already community infrastructure. People help each other out. People know where resources are and how to guide one another to resources. And we just want to add to that. We want to be a big part of the community. And so, you know, as this team grows, as Feeding Pinellas uh, kind of gets the word out there more and more about what we do, just like the dining room table is the center of so many homes or the kitchen island in a lot of places, yes. right? Yeah. True. <laughs> That's how we envision this facility that you right. built for us. And uh, we're just so appreciative of the work your team has done to make it top class. Yeah, thank top you. Notch. Thank you. And I'm, I thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Florida Blue's mission is to help people and communities achieve better health. In partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay, their collective goal is a hunger-free Tampa Bay by 2025. How will we do that? By ensuring that all our neighbors have access to fresh, nutritious food that is essential to a healthy and capable lifestyle. We invite you to join the movement. Visit hungerfree2025.com. So what do you have coming on the horizon? What else are you doing uh, now, now that you're not here every day? <laughs> no, we, we have a couple restaurants. Um, oh, nice. We've got a couple bars that are coming. Some people are coming in from out of town. And uh, I have a senior living facility over here that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. we're, we're slammed. But <laughs> awesome. That's well, and I'm hear. buying a house and he's got stuff. To- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there's, a, there's the punch list and then there's Rob's punch list. <laughs> Hey, his company can do it all, so that's just a little plug for him. We that's do right. it everything. We're not proud. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's really funny. It, you have so much confidence that you don't need to have ego, right? There you go. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. <laughs> well, Rob, we so appreciate you coming in and you know all the work that you did here. It's uh, It really will transform this community and and the work that you've done is set the foundation so we can have an awesome impact. Yeah. Thank we you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate getting to do it and look forward to anything I can do to help you guys in the future. Awesome. You're the best, Rob. We appreciate you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, friend. All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking around for What the Food Bank. We had an awesome conversation or conversation with Rob Rosmeski. And now we have our own local version of Jim Cantori. We have Jim Carpenter, who is our Director of Facilities and Disaster Response, our, uh, our own personal weatherman. How are you today, Jim? I'm great. How are you guys? Thank Good. you so much for coming <laughs> over and wonderful. hanging with us. Happy to. <laughs> this whole thing, actually, we didn't mention last time, is on site. At yes, the that's new right. Feeding Pinellas, yeah. which, of course, you oversaw the whole thing with Rob. It was a great experience. It was uh, it was nice to be in on the groundbreaking mm-hmm. of of what is hopefully going to be the next generation of what we do as a food bank and our yeah. response to our neighbors in need and how we can help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another thing, actually, I wanted to mention as I was listening, you know, I come from that Trinity Cafe team that merged with Feeding Tampa Bay and all that. Mandy actually had her eye on this place way before. So she had built some relationships, kind of had her eye on the community. Um, Want to just give a little love to Mandy because I know seeing this come together is really big for her as well. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's been so instrumental in 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 everything. I mean, you know, our two worlds coming together and just to see from the very early days before Trinity had always been one of our agencies, quote unquote, you know, and, and, and our efforts in the community, but, um, just the opportunities to get to, to meet and work with Mandy, even before they came into our world as part of feeding Tampa Bay, uh, the work and the effort has just been Herculean uh, by that whole team. And and, and that's coming together too. It's just the, the change, um, and to me, this represents the fulfillment of a promise, mm-hmm. right? Because one of the things that we talked about as we merged was that the value that Trinity brought to Feeding Tampa Bay was incredibly obvious, Yeah. right? Yeah. The value that Feeding Tampa Bay can bring to Trinity was the opportunity to grow. Yes. Right? The opportunity to expand the work that Trinity did so well for 18 years. Yeah. on on its own mm-hmm. the the opportunity to have a trinity 3 and to talk with 
people in Texas who are looking to stand up their own version and want to learn from us, yeah. to talk to a Feeding America about sharing this model to grow here within the Tampa Bay region. And I look at this facility and I see the fulfillment of a promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. and, and, and that's the truth. And that also speaks to the team at Feeding Tampa Bay, you know, from me coming in to meeting all of y'all. Um, it's uh, speaking your truth, being genuine, being authentic. Um, you know, we're actually hiring, uh, you know, a lot of people. We need people to come in and stand with us. And um, I couldn't um, say enough about being part of this team. And from that first day and that first promise, um, this right here. Uh, coming to pass is meaningful mm. to those of us that are part of that Trinity original Trinity Cafe team. Yeah. Well, and it's so exciting to me because it's not, I, I mean, you and I were talking about this before we started today and that for, for me and, and I've been with the food bank for five years um, in operations and it was always about the volume of food that we can put into the community to help in those efforts, et cetera. And to see our mission, morph into not just volume but quality and not just quality of food which has always been fantastic but quality of mission right and 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 it's not it's always been amazing to see the dignity that trinity provides to their guests in the service of that meal and in that in the service of of that um relationship Mm -hmm. building um but to then see also the things like what we're doing with Fresh Force and the Culinary Center and, and, and giving folks the tools that they need for tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Right. Uh, this, is, this is something that five years ago I never would have dreamed was possible. And it's really exciting for a facilities guy to see that we're doing it the right way. You know, Matt, you and I had conversations early on. You're like, so how long do you think this is going to take? I said, look, we can we can start serving tomorrow. Mm. And you're like, yeah, but how long is it going to take it to do it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. and to do it the, the way that we want to so that the community and the families that are here know that it's not just a fresh coat of paint mm-hmm. on something that's been struggling, but it's a reinvention yeah. of the purpose of, of the mission here. Yeah. yeah, the there's a I wouldn't say debunked, but an old theory in uh in social services world that some people talk about where it's the the appropriateness of resource. Um, and it's always bothered me. And then I read something in a book called Mountains Beyond Mountains about Dr. Paul Farmer, who basically has helped to not eradicate, but really eliminate uh, tuberculosis in a lot of communities. Um, and he got a little vulgar about that concept um, because what that means often is the kind of lowest common denominator for someone in need that we would never expect of our own experience. And that's something we do not do Absolutely. here in Feeding Tampa Bay. No. We have never done at Trinity Cafe. Mm-hmm. If, if it's good enough for me, for my kids, mm-hmm. then that's how we need to do it here. If I expect when I go to an Outback Steakhouse that I can text ahead and reserve my spot in line, then that's what we're going to do yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Finding you know, a way. Right? If I can eat together as a family without having to, um, you know, go through all sorts of crazy hoops and uh, 
suffer through substandard treatment as I wait, mm. then the folks that are going to eat here are going to feel that same level of quality and comfort that we experience when we go out for our own meals with yeah. our own families. Well, and I, I heard your podcast with Rob and, and it just all rang so true about the, the efforts and the mission that the church has already put in place over the years. And, and, uh, you know, like, like, unfortunately, like most churches today, uh, the, the congregations are really struggling and they're starting to, to, to age uh, a little bit out of, out of um, that social responsibility and the ability to react to that social need um, and to be able to partner with them and just and elevate their mission mm-hmm. is yeah. just phenomenal. And it's not just for our, our neighbors that are sleeping rough, but it's, it's for the families. It's for that, right. that hidden community right. that... Um, you know, the difference that a meal could make, and more importantly, the difference that a meal with your kids could make yes. or, or to be able to come in is just, is, it's life-changing. Mm. Right. Yeah, one of, the, one of the great partners we have here in this community is the Police Athletic League. And they Neil. talk quite, yeah, Neil Brickfield, and yeah. they, they talk quite a bit about that, about the experiences that the kids who come to his uh, organization don't have. Right. They live literally a 10 minute drive from the beach and many of them have never put feet in sand. Right. And they live surrounded by really high end, wonderful restaurants and Mm -hmm. beach resort experiences. And they've never eaten food that didn't come home in a paper bag and, you know, have a, a happy meal with it. Right. That is, and, and that's not universally true, but that's certainly an experience for, for quite a pe- yeah. quite a few people in this community. And you know, we're, we're here to change that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's, it's been, uh, really great to, again, Shannon, to refer to our conversation, you know, it, this kitchen started with a sketch on a piece of paper mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of okay. how can we what if we move this wall? What if we make that? And it was all about the guest experience. It was all about taking it to that next level and putting in a foyer outside of the bathroom mm-hmm. area, for example, and and the landscaping that our, our friend Dan Kiesling has, has done and continues to do to really just make this a, a destination um, yeah. and, and not just a stop along the way, mm-hmm. but someplace that you're proud to come and, and you're proud to, to say, yeah, we're a part of that community and to, to re- Vigorate this this area. It's just I'm I'm so looking forward to what is on the horizon for us. Yeah, and I think you know part of that story is the incredible amount of detail and uh, random changes and struggles and things that you have to deal with in order to bring a project like this to fruition. And that's where you're so fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. I can call you and say, oh, hey, I heard that the uh, roof kind of caved in a little bit, (laughs) or um, I heard that uh, there's, you know, no running water today. So (laughs) all these different little hurdles to get to where we are. And I just appreciate how gracefully you manage all of that because no matter what i mean it's it's almost a game now like i could call and say jim and make up a ridiculous story and you'd be like okay 
Let me get on that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll make some calls. Right? Uh, uh, look, I'll, I'll be down there and I'll figure out what's going on. I'll be like, Jim, a dinosaur came through. There's a bite hole in the roof. Yeah, literally a T-Rex tooth is in the middle of the kitchen right now. Can you figure out what we're going to do? Sure, Matt. I'll yep. take care of it. First Got things it. first, awesome. <laughs> Thomas would want pictures yeah. with the dinosaur. Yes, exactly. Jim, yeah. did you get to ride the dinosaur? Exactly. Well, <laughs> press I, release at five. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, but it's, um, you know, it's what we do. It's who we are and, and our food bank family. We, uh, many people forget that the second part of the, the phrase jack of all trades is unfortunately master of none. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I've got the benefit of, of knowing a little bit about a lot of stuff. And uh, this arena that we live in and this world that we live in, gives me the opportunity to, the, like I said this morning, I was changing ceiling tiles in the Publix community market, <laughs> uh, changing them to the nice ceiling tiles that we have in this kitchen because we were like, those are really great. Let's put those in. Mm-hmm. Uh, to installing a new outdoor fan at Trinity on Nebraska Avenue after that before coming here. So uh, it feeds my ADD <laughs> really, really nicely. Yeah. Keeps you and nice it, and busy. Uh-huh. And, and it keeps me very connected to the mission in ways yeah. that I never thought possible. Well, and I love that because, you know, the the connection to the mission is is really easy for the public to see when somebody is standing at a line handing out food or serving a meal at Trinity Cafe. But none of that happens without operations, without your team, Mm -hmm. without all the work that you guys do. And, um, you know, inevitably, when I see you, there's a Band-Aid somewhere, right? And uh, (laughs) Master of none. (laughs) Usually dried blood accompanying that somewhere. Uh, But the I, I love about our organization that you feel like that's appreciated and valued and that everyone else and all other parts of the organization know we don't conquer together without the work that you do. Well, thank you. And it just, it just to me reflects our culture, reflects the way that we all try really hard to stay connected to what is most important, but realize that there are so many other things that make that happen, right? For sure. And and so up until COVID, um, I was director of operations, and then we knew that eventually we were going to have a Trinity 1, a Trinity 2, a Trinity 3, a Sly Community Center, uh, a, a, a Warehouse 4, et cetera, to the point where we would need somebody to handle facilities and because of my weirdness uh <laughs> I, I i seem to be the vast good. experience oh, right. or, or that help you out there. or that we'll go with that but you know uh, the 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 joke and, and we all said it in in different tones was in in operations at the food bank you pick things up and you put things down um and and but it is the those are the the cogs that make the car move um and it's and it's unfortunate uh that we don't have a more of an opportunity to engage our operations side in the day-to-day um frontline service that so many of our our programs folks and development folks have the opportunity to to do but again it takes having all of your players in their places um, and at the same time, while you're lifting that 50-pound bag of rice, 
it's hard to also be lifting the 50 pounds of responsibility that that bag of rice means to so many people in the community. Mm -hmm. And to have to go in every day, not to have to, but to go in every day and know that your decision about how carefully you handle our products and how uh, quickly you handle our products mm -hmm. can literally be the difference between somebody eating or not on mm -hmm. that any given day. That's a huge responsibility, and yeah. that's that's a huge cross to bear. And and the way that our operations teams handle it with such grace and and seemingly effortless dignity is just remarkable. From our transportation folks to our mm -hmm. warehouse folks, um, it, it's just really really what a team we have yeah we do yeah, no doubt we do it's you go into the warehouse and you see all the forklifts right crossing and it looks like chaos but it, it's really not <laughs> it's a ballet it is mm -hmm. it, it's a dance right and it's early in the morning when all the the trucks you know our fleet how much has our fleet since covid doubled oh, it's oh tripled wow. tripled so when i get there for 5 36 in the morning and then they're all leaving in and out and you see that again it's a dance like how in the world does that happen and that's really how we get food on the tables it's amazing and now we're we are literally a uh, almost a 24 hour a day seven day a week operation i mean and and in the trinity world since we're sitting in, in feeding pinellas in a in a trinity cafe model we are a 365 day they, yeah. and, and, yes. they, and they've always been always a 365 been. day yeah. and and so uh, we're, we're quickly catching up to speed and where we need to go. But, you know, we mentioned COVID a couple of times and, and the, the growth of COVID now that we fortunately, I mean, the four of us are sitting here maskless mm. yeah. um, and, and what a great, amazing thing that is. Right. Um, but it, it was that crisis that elevated our responsibility and I think and elevated our, our opportunity to respond. Yeah but not to the point where we saw with the recession of covid also the recession of our responsibility mm -hmm. um yeah. and, and in fact it's been something that um the the resources that were available to us with the onset of covid simply brought us to a level of response that we went now we can get done some of the things that yeah. we really really yeah. need to get done yeah. and and that's work that doesn't stop yeah, yeah no question and i think you know, it's it's been eye-opening for a lot of people to see their neighbors were only a paycheck away. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right to see that hidden hunger that we always knew and tried to talk about, right. but it it really did not hit home until the restaurant owner who you play golf with is now saying, "Hey." I haven't had a paycheck in six months. Yeah. Right. I was closed yeah. down. I'm trying to keep paying my workers, but I can't. And, and hearing those experiences through COVID, um, you know, I think just helped us remind people that there are so many neighbors in our community who live that way in what other people would consider good times. Right. Yeah. Right. And that yeah. food insecurity is a daily reality for far more of our neighbors than we care to acknowledge. And now we cannot help but acknowledge it. Right. I think it's one of the that's best things. That's a great things. point. That's yeah. a great right. point. And, in, you know, that's kind of a, a little bit of a downer, but it's a, it's a reminder of the importance of the things that you and operations and facilities enable 
everybody else on the mm-hmm. Feeding Tampa Bay team to do, mm-hmm. you know, because the demand is there. We yep. need to get more food out the door. For sure. We need to have Trinity cafes up and running in more places than we have them now. We need to respond. And we cannot do that without the operations clicking on all cylinders. And, and you're such a huge part of that. And Aww. the way in which, mm-hmm. you know, and I know I'm harping on this, but I... I know. I think Matt wants to borrow something later. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. There's a favor. Just yeah, like with Rob when I'm so like, so you're coming to my house later? It's coming for you too yeah. on that I side. I found a leak in my... <laughs> <laughs> Where's this dinosaur? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rampaging through. No, the, the fact is feeding Tampa Bay does not do what we do without every single piece moving. Right. right? And um, it's easy for Shannon and Ev and I to highlight these fun things with development and these you know, mm-hmm. cool programs that we've implemented. Um, and we, you know, we tried with um, our, our little series of humans of the food mm-hmm. bank yes. over, over the holidays, but it, it's so important for people to, who listen to this to understand how much it takes to do what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just appreciate the opportunity to say it. Well, thank yep. you. Yep. And before we let you go and we in uh, this show, I want to not skip over the fact that we are, just tipping into hurricane season and that is under your wait are we <laughs> oh no I've, I've oh already, my gosh i've already had I've the emails <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. did y'all hear that keep flapping in the wind um yes i've already gotten some of your emails friend yeah. so tell us about that role which i'm helping you with when i can <laughs> so it, i've i would expect that it would go without saying but it it surprises me that it doesn't. The food banks of, of the country are really considered first responders in times of crisis and emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are considered first responders, not just by ourselves and our, and our partners in crime, but also by uh, the governmental operations that respond. And so FEMA and the Hillsborough County, Pinellas County, the emergency operations centers, et cetera, they look to us to be part of the solution. Um, and within the last five years we have seen our need and responsibility grow exponentially with every year Uh, when something happens we are the ones that are turned to uh, to help with the food and and be that solution Um, after Irma came through about four four years ago so when Irma came through the food bank network really didn't have, I mean, we obviously had a responsibility, we had a role, but at least locally, we were a little bit disconnected from um, the first frontline response. We were a little bit disconnected from, hey, somebody needs help with food. Let's say that a tornado went through a neighborhood, a micro tornado, and uh, they've been without power for four days. And it's not something that is on a FEMA level that needs response. You know, it's not where they're going to be rolling in the truckloads of MREs, et cetera. It's just something that this is unusual for this community, right. and there's a hundred families that are affected. Yeah, 
we didn't really have that connection with the people that had the information so that we could make the response. And we realized it about the same time that our local emergency operations centers realized it because they were busy trying to reinvent the wheel that they didn't know we already had in place mm -hmm. with our over 500 agency partners yeah. out there, with our, with our uh, donor networks, with all of our, our food reclamation uh, folks that, that work with us literally every single day. Yeah to go, oh my gosh, you already have all of the pieces in place to respond to this. And so now that has just exploded in our world. And when June 1st comes around, um, we are on those calls with the state of Florida. We are on those calls with FEMA. God forbid if something does happen, and, and let's just be realistic and say when something happens as opposed to if, uh, because we are overdue and it's not some sort of magic bingo card. <laughs> but we're overdue. And, right. and I think that we have uh, the possibility of lulling, lulling ourselves into this false sense of security because we go, ah, they say it's going to hit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's coming. And so yeah. the flip side of that, though, is that we have to be prepared, we have to be ready, but we also have to be calm and we have to be collected. So my role is in the I, one of the hats that I wear in disaster response at the food bank is to be that conduit of information to our food bank staff and team. We have a lot of new faces over the last year. And for the, for the folks that are familiar with the, the routine that we have, they're comfortable with me going, hey, just so you know, this is happening with mm -hmm. the weather and this is happening with the storms. And so I have nothing against any news outlets whatsoever. I think they all do a fantastic job. We have some of the best weather reporting in the country mm -hmm. in Tampa. Mm. Sometimes, though, folks get a little bit excited about things, rightfully so. They want everybody to be as prepared as they can possibly be. But sometimes along with that comes just a hint of panic and fear and mm -hmm. the sky is falling the sky <laughs> is falling and and one of our partners uh his rule number seven was keep yes. calm <laughs> yep and so uh, it's so great to hear uh, a meteorologist say that and mm -hmm. and to go yeah we get it we're kind of <laughs> responsible for this but it's very easy to get caught up in the drama of the moment and so one of my responsibilities is to gather all of the information that's coming at us a million miles a minute on our 24 7 news cycle <laughs> and say what is really going on with our weather with our opportunities with our with our 10 counties that we serve mm -hmm. and and in doing that we can give a rational calm uh, advice and information to our agencies to our neighbors in need to our, our donors and the folks that provide us with the, the means to respond. Um, so that's one thing that we do. Another thing that we do is I've gone through oodles and oodles of training through FEMA certifications at different levels and courses. I've, I'm, I've sat in a lot of conference <laughs> rooms with a lot of, of state troopers and, and gone through all of the, the, the FEMA so that we can be sitting at the table and literally in the emergency response centers when they are activated. So at the Hillsborough County EOC and as well as now in Pinellas County, we've got that relationship as well, where after Irma, I refer back to Irma, um, the Hillsborough County Emergency Operations Center got, I believe it was 20,000 phone calls from folks. Not all of it was about food, right? But it was a power, our powers out. A tree landed on my car. Mm -hmm. 
again, my refrigerator's been off for three days. I don't know what to do. It doesn't seem like they know that my power's out, et cetera. We've right. lost all of our food. How do we, we respond? And Hillsborough County had a really tough time responding to that because meanwhile, if you'll recall, Irma kind of played a number on Orlando as well. Mm -hmm. Well, Orlando was the hub for FEMA uh, response. That mm -hmm. was kind of like all of the MREs. And for those of you that don't know, an MRE is, is meal ready to eat. eat. So they typically come 12 to 14 in a box and they are nutritious, high calorie. They're they're not the tastiest things in the world. <laughs> they're not what we would go, this is our solution to all. They, they, all do, they do try. They though. do try. We yeah. open very them up hard. and yeah. Yeah. We've, we've opened them up a few times. They, and they try very hard. You know, when you're you're in the midst of something and you need something to eat, people are grateful for oh, it. Yeah. Of so course, there we yeah. go. Of course. So, so yeah. Orlando is where FEMA kept all of their supplies for the state of Florida. And then when the, the hurricane kind of closed that down for a few days, they had no way of really getting that response out to the communities that need it. So Hillsborough County is getting 20,000 phone calls. Mm. Orlando's not able to provide that food. And we're sitting there going, I wonder if anybody needs anything. Yeah. I wonder how we can help. Because <laughs> we ourselves were without power for five days after mm. Hurricane Irma came through. We didn't close a single day. Yeah. We were there. We were tying flashlights to our forklifts. <laughs> uh, it was good times. <laughs> that um, was before our time. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, we so, didn't. So not only are we part of Feeding America as a nationwide chain of 200 food banks that, that cover every county in the United States, we're also part of our state organization, which is Feeding Florida. Mm -hmm. So there's 13 food banks just like us in Florida. And as a collective, we got together and went to the state of Florida and said, this is silly. Mm -hmm. right. Let us forward position this, these supplies across the state yeah. so that if there is an emergency, we do it every day as a food bank network. If somebody needs help in New Orleans, we send trucks, we right. send tractors, we send trailers, we send drivers. If mm -hmm. somebody needs help in the panhandle, we do the same thing. If Orlando needed help, we could have helped. And yeah. so FEMA said, that's a really great <laughs> idea. Let's do that. And so for the last f several years yeah. now, we've, we've, we have two to three truckloads of MREs that we rotate out, you know, uh, based on expiration, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We have a couple truckloads of water, and so do all of the other food banks in the state of Florida. So that should something happen in Miami. Right. And we can get down on the on the west side of the state faster than they can get down from Orlando, then we're there to help and support. Yeah. And this all came from Irma. Correct. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. This yeah. all, the, all this coordination. So then, when Hurricane Michael came mm -hmm. and government shutdown came, and I'm just thinking of all the things that snowballed into how organized we were for COVID response. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like all of these learning experiences that really feeding Tampa Bay went through, but other food banks in our state, we've been able to lean kind of into each other and help each other out. Without a doubt. And you know, one of the one of the reasons that I'm I'm pessimistic about our hurricane season is because we're due, mm. but I'm more optimistic than anything else because of our COVID response. Yes. Over the last five years, I, I've learned we're really, really good at running sprints. Mm. We are fantastic at sprints. If there's a hurricane, if there's a tornado, if there's a uh, a piney point where yes. where we need to respond and help out the the frontline workers with water, et cetera. We can do that at the drop of a hat mm -hmm. with no questions asked and really 
it just flows seamlessly. Mm -hmm. We had no idea about running a marathon. <laughs> we didn't know. I mean, we knew we were going to run one. Mm. There was no question about that. We couldn't go, no, nah, we don't think we're ready. <laughs> um, right. But we found out we're damn good at running yeah. a marathon. And our response, right. mm -hmm. our response to COVID, in particular, our mega pantries yes. that, that we've done, um, make me more comfortable moving into this season than I've ever been. Because mm -hmm. now it's not, when you think about a FEMA response to a natural disaster, they literally will come in with their tractor trailers full of food and water and distribute it out to people that are driving through. Mm. What a concept. <laughs> and coincidentally, it's what we've been doing right. ourselves for the last year. Right. right. The great thing about us versus FEMA and or in tandem with FEMA is that FEMA has some very strict rules and regulations that they have to follow in regards to their distribution points where they can and can't distribute. Whereas we could call up a Northwestern, a Northwest Presbyterian church, or we can call up the church at the mall, or we can call up our agencies and go, we heard that your neighborhood needs additional right. help other than what you're able to provide with your pantry or your soup kitchen, et cetera. Can we come in with a few truckloads? Well, and you are we, but you really being that connection with the EOC, if something does come and something happens, you're going to know what pockets we need to be positioned in to help best. Exactly. Dang. All right. We're ready. Yeah. <laughs> it all, so it, ready. It all locks into place. Um, I, of course, I don't want the system tested. Yeah. And, no one and, does. And, but to know that somebody's there for you and ready. Yeah. Uh, we just. <laughs> makes it all easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. kind of what we do. We'll take so. care of people. It's what we do. Yeah, we feed there. people. We take care of them. Yeah, with a smile. Our volunteers, forty-two hundred a month. Yeah, lean wow. in and stand with us if they can get there safely. Well, and that's always we been what, what is remarkable to me after uh, in our response after yeah. um, is the response of our volunteers. Yeah. And when you would fully expect them to go. Oh, no, we're in Georgia. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if you heard or not, but there's a hurricane. Mm. Obviously, we want people to evacuate that are told right. to evacuate. We want people yes. to remain safe. Yeah. But even having said that, when people, if it were me after a hurricane, I'd be going, okay, time to pull the furniture out of the pool, mm -hmm. time to make sure everything is okay. We have such mission-minded folks yeah. that partner with us on a daily basis that go, yeah cool what does everybody else need first right. yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and that's just uh, amazing to me again staying within the constructors of of taking care of your family and right. that's another thing that i love about feeding tampa Bay yeah. as well is that we yes we're first responders yes yeah. we have a responsibility and a commitment to our neighbors in need mm -hmm. but thomas uh, our executive director uh, has always said our our families our, our families. Yeah. And yes. so yeah. um, while it's critical that we take care of those that, that count on us, it's also critical that <laughs> our family remains safe, yeah. that right. our, our folks remain calm and, and secure. And uh, it's just been a really great marriage of mission and, and momentum yeah. over the last five years. Yeah, Got the stronger. growth in every direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Jim, we want to thank you for hanging out with us. Um, Happy to be we, here. Yeah. There's many reasons we can't move our work without you. Yes. You take good care of us. And on yeah. a personal level, your energy 
and keeps I, a lot of us going. And I have all the keys. So, <laughs> Except when you lose them. I've been there a few times. Don't try me. <laughs> a few times is right. And they're always right where I left them. Right. It's just remembering where they were. Um, friends, we have a great time here at Feeding Tampa Bay, and we do great things. And uh, we thank you for listening to Stick a Fork in It once again. Tune in next time where we've got another great guest and somebody from our team on What the Food Bank. We'll see you. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.